Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. We're in the book of 2 Thessalonians and focusing on some important truths about when Jesus comes again. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Welcome back, my friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truth. So glad you joined us today. I do have a real coffee coffee mug today. Didn't have a real one yesterday, but uh, it's my Veritas Baptist College mug. And I'd love to send you a mug if you want one. Here at Veritas, we believe that truth matters. Uh, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but as part of our online Bible college, fully accredited by the way, uh, we have an institute called Truth Matters Institute. And many of the courses that we offer for credit at our Bible college, we offer for an audit opportunity through Truth Matters Institute. Now here's the good news, it's free. So if you ever just want to further your education, uh, get a little bit deeper into the word in select areas, why don't you go to VBC, V as in Veritas, VBC.edu, and to just click on the tab that says Truth Matters Institute and get started. It's a free uh, educational resource, and we'd love to be a partner with you in your learning uh, deeper truths from the Word of God. We've got some great instructors. I'd love for you uh, to just check it out if you get a chance. And uh, here, here today, we're in 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2, and we've been talking about Antichrist and his reveal uh, in what we call Daniel's 70th week, the tribulation period. The second half of that tribulation period, by the way, is called the Great Tribulation, the last three and a half years. But uh, we're talking about how Antichrist will come with a big wow, and he will do impressive things, things that are supernatural. And people will make the unwise choice to believe on him because of what they see him do and the wow that he brings to them. They'll be deceived. And that deception will be because they have rejected the truth. Uh, I believe, uh, well, obviously I believe the Bible, but I believe that Titus chapter two is such an important verse for us to understand. Because the Bible says, the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. The grace of God that brings salvation hath appeared to all men, to all people. What is grace? Grace is God's unmerited favor. He is the initiator. We love him because he first loved us. He initiates. But God has initiated to every single man his grace that lets us know there is a creator God. Uh, that, that that our conscience, which accuses us of wrongdoing, even while we don't know the Bible. That's, that's, that's Romans chapters 1 and 2, by the way. The general revelation of God that says to every human being, whether they live in Africa, in a tribe, or in Hong Kong, in a city, regardless of who they are, everyone has a certain co-knowledge of the righteousness of God. And creation declares his glory. And conscience tells us his story. And so the grace of God has appeared to everybody. 
and we must respond to the light that God has given us. That's why in Romans chapter 1, it says, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore also God gave them up unto uncleanness through the lust of their own flesh to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. What's the Bible teaching? The Bible's teaching that when, when man rejects God and says, I don't want God, I don't want to believe that there's a supreme power. I don't want to deal with the conscience and the and the guilt that's in my heart. I want to turn to my own desires. The worst thing, the worst judgment that God can give us is to just let us have what we want. And that's really what the passage is teaching there in Romans chapter 1. So all that to say that when people are judged they are judged for the choices they have made. The choice to reject the truth, the choice to follow their own headstrong way, the choice to follow people like Antichrist. And that's where we are uh, today in our text. So 2 Thessalonians chapter number two, verse number 10, uh, we read this yesterday with all deceivableness of unrighteousness and then that perish because... They received not the, the love of the truth that they might be saved. There it is. They had the opportunity and they rejected it. Look at verse number 11 of our text. And for this cause, because they have willingly, volitionally rejected the truth, for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Now, what, what is the way by which God sends the delusion? Well, uh, God allowed Antichrist. Uh, he allows Satan this space of time in this tribulation time. And his message, his wonders, his ministry is a deceiving ministry. It's a deluding ministry. It's a strong delusion. So, what happens to those people that have been introduced to the truth, have rejected it, they've missed the rapture, Antichrist has come? I mean, won't they then believe on God? Won't they then believe the gospel? Well, no, the Bible says because of their rejection of truth, they will believe a lie. God will send a strong delusion. And I believe the, the classic understanding of this verse is that if you have heard the gospel and have rejected it ahead of the rapture, then when the rapture takes place and you enter into the tribulation period, uh, you will not believe on Christ after. Why? You'll, you'll buy the lie. You'll, you'll be duped of Antichrist. Those are strong words. I know that. But it, it seems that this is what this verse is teaching. Because that they have not love the truth. Because that they have rejected the truth, uh, they will believe a big lie. Uh, such a, a sad commentary on so many that will be deceived by Satan. Then the Bible says in verse number 12, 
that they all might be damned. That means judged and sent to hell and ultimately to the lake of fire. That they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So that tells us not only the what of their damnation, but why are people damned? Because they believe not the truth. What is the sin that sends people to hell? The sin of unbelief. To say, I don't believe the truth. Now, what's the truth? Well, the embodiment of truth, we all know, John 14 and verse 6, is Jesus Christ. He said unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. What is the truth of the gospel? The embodiment of Jesus Christ. The fact that Jesus Christ, God's son, became man. He lived a perfect life. He fulfilled the law that you and I could not fulfill. He died in our place upon uh, upon the cross. He was buried. He rose again in victory, in power over sin and death in the grave. The truth of the gospel. Well, when we reject the gospel, when we reject the truth, uh, then the Bible teaches that damnation is the only road that's available. The only destination uh, for the unbeliever is hell. Uh, the Bible says in John chapter 3 and verse 17, you know, God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him should be saved because he that believeth not is condemned already. And that's the point. The point here is when we reject the truth of the gospel, condemnation is already in place. That's what the verse is teaching in verse number 12, that they all might be damned, all. There's no exceptions. Everyone that rejects Christ, everyone that rejects the truth is damned, the Bible says, who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So the what of it is unbelief. The what of damnation is not believing the truth, rejecting Jesus Christ. But what's the why? Why would somebody reject Christ? Why would somebody disesteem the truth of the gospel? Why? Well, the Bible tells us here, verse number 12, because, uh, but they had pleasure in unrighteousness because they just wanted what they wanted. I don't want the gospel. I want my way. I don't want the 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 offense of the gospel. What, what's offensive about the gospel? The gospel says you can't work your way to heaven. The gospel says you're not good enough. The Bible says you're a lost sinner. The gospel says uh, you need Christ and Christ alone. The gospel says there's nothing you can do to help out Christ in the process. Uh, it's offensive, isn't it? And so, what do people? What would people rather have? People would rather have the pleasure of unrighteousness. You know, I don't want Jesus and the gospel. Uh, I want what I want. I want my life. I want my sin. I want the, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Give me a bite of that apple. I don't want God's word. And the Bible says those that reject the truth reject the truth in favor of a cheap alternative. And that is their own pleasure, their own their, their own pleasure. Have you heard it this way? Only two choices on the shelf, pleasing God or pleasing self. And the ultimate way by which we please God is by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. He that cometh to God must believe that he is 
and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And so the greatest way by which we please God is when we put our faith and trust in Christ. Do you know that the entirety of the Bible deals with God's redemptive narrative? The fact that man fell, God created, man fell, and God initiated a plan. And that plan culminated in Christ. And that is our hope. And when we reject Christ, we reject the Bible. When we reject Christ, we reject God's plan and God's will. When we reject Christ, we cannot please God. No, when we reject Christ, we trade him for what we want, uh, the pleasure of unrighteousness. What a bad why. What a bad trade. It's a trade that the rich young ruler unfortunately and unwisely made. It's a trade that nobody should make to gain the whole world and yet to lose one's own soul. We see the sad end of it right here, don't we? In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 12. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. We're going to jump into the, just the last couple of verses of this chapter in the next couple of episodes. Thanks for hanging on and joining us for uh, the study of 2 Thessalonians. Looking forward to our episode again tomorrow. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.